Hi everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. Welcome everybody to another episode of Crime Science, the podcast from the LPRC. This is the latest in our weekly update series, and today I'm joined by co-hosts Tony D'Onofrio and Tom Meehan and our producer Diego Rodriguez. And we're going to kind of go around the world here and take a look at things that are affecting good, bad, and not so good, uh, the world of retailing. And uh, we'll start off with just a very, very brief mention today of COVID-19. It continues to wane. Um, You know, I, I, I think I got about of it, finally couldn't keep in front of it for two and a half years, went on the road. Uh, and uh, presumably maybe during GSX or something, got it for me. It was a day and a half of fever and, you know, slight headache uh, and then now some continuing congestion. But uh, I've been pretty, pretty fortunate um, and uh, as far as my bout with it. But it was kind of a weird feeling to look at a positive test after uh, through the University of Florida and other testing, probably, who knows, 200 tests that were negative. Um, but there you go. So, you know, the clinical trials continue 120 different new versions of vaccines, which is, again, we're, we're all been hoping for uh, so that we can move on uh, as a world um, together. And uh, but we'll see 53 are in phase three. So hopefully one or more of those turns out to maybe provide a little more initial protection on top of serious disease protection, which was the uh, evidently the main aiming point here for those vaccines. Um, Moving over to more recent news also, uh, we're now in the midst of a hurricane. We were just talking all the tropical storms and tropical depressions, but um, you know, we always take them seriously, even being seventh generation Floridian. um, I've seen a lot of a lot of destruction, a lot of damage, a lot of uh, even some death. And um, the, you got to take this this size and fury of a storm and the flooding and the electrical wires and, uh, you know, just the falling trees, uh, everything, even embedded thunderstorms with lightning and tornadoes uh, that come from these hurricanes uh, very seriously. And um, and so we do. Our team is preparing today to be our last day in the labs, even though we may still be here tomorrow, depending on how this thing tracks. Um, today being Tuesday, and um, and uh, but uh, the, the other part of this news is that we're hoping that the storm minimal damage and suffering, uh, and then also moves on out of here so that we can hold 2022 LPRC impact. And um, the way all the tracks are, and these things are, you know, I've heard it described as watching a turtle move toward you. Uh, they, you know, hurricanes don't move that rapidly, and it's kind of wild. Uh, as you sit there and track it and prepare, um, also knowing there's nothing you can do about it, uh, about its path, um, only some of the aftermath, that uh, it should be up and well out of the state of Florida um, by the time most people would be flying into Gainesville uh, or, or anybody would be flying into Gainesville for impact or coming into Jacksonville, Orlando. Uh, Orlando would have been two or three days clear of the hurricane uh, in Jacksonville, probably a day and a half to two days uh, plus clear of the hurricane or any storm. By the time it hits North Florida, typically, if it does come this direction, uh, they are still hurricanes sometimes, uh, mostly tropical storms by this point. Um, so it, the effects could be very, very minimal. They could be more. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, the University of Florida did cancel uh, classes starting tomorrow, Wednesday uh, through Friday uh, in an abundance of caution. 
Uh, and I know down on the west coast of Florida in particular, they they canceled classes starting uh, yesterday, um, Monday. So uh, people are bracing for Hurricane Ian. Uh, and we've got out of country as well as out of state visitors coming in for impact. So we, we're fielding some questions. I think most people are seeing that the track looks like even in the most conservative uh, estimates that it, that the storm would be well clear of this area well before they would be in here. Uh, coming in here uh, and and not seeing anything on the horizon yet as far as their storm, at least in our time horizon. <clears throat> so going over to impact, we'll take a very quick run through, uh, but it's a, a really neat uh, event. This team has just put in untold effort, uh, a lot of very smart planning, drawing on documents. Um, we've got a, a planning committee that's been helpful of uh, particularly retailers that have been through impact with us uh, over the last few years. And again, we had to draw on 2016, 17, 18, 19 uh, physical uh, on-campus impacts since the last two that we've put on, while uh, very, very successful were, of course, virtual. So um, there, not a single person on the team except myself uh, has been through a physical impact incredibly uh, and we've expanded from what we used to have 16 members to uh, we've got 12 uh, full time uh, or equivalents here. So uh, that's what that's been interesting to go through all that and look at what written or digital records uh, existed for them to pull on as far as how many meals to order. Some of those grinding details are so important for a good event. And I know Chad and Diego and the team talk about food, fun and content. Um, and that those, they want all three of those to be amazing, ex provide amazing experience and outcome and walk away for all of our members that are participating in, in the 2022 impact. So um, we're looking at uh, right now, of course, Monday being a, a, a real varied but exciting day. Uh, depending on water, standing water on the golf course, there would still hold the charity golf tournament event uh, at Ironwood Golf and Country Club. And um We've got a record number of participants. Uh, they've raised a lot of funds for the Gainesville Police Department's BOLD program, uh, which is really a neat program to support some uh, youth that have that have been in trouble, that are looking for direction. And they've got uh, police officers uh, from that particular African-American community uh, acting as strong mentors uh, and guides for them. So we're, we're excited always to support BOLD. Um, we've got our board chair meeting we've got our overall board of advisors meeting uh, on that monday october 3rd next monday uh, we've got lprc innovate our, our advisory panel um, of uh, 30 retail chains uh, and then we've got a handful of solution partners that are helping us fund uh, innovate uh, and so that we can bring on a data scientist in addition to another research scientist um, so excited about that panel we've got strategy at this year coming up at that 3.30 on Monday, and that is uh, where we're going to get together with Jamie Kraft from uh, Warrington College of Business at the University of Florida. He is an amazing human-centered design thinking and strategy and planner um, extraordinaire, so he's going to be working with a group on that at Strategy At, uh, and that'll be the Board of Advisors and the Innovative Advisory Panel and uh, ones or I think uh, some of those sections that will be in there going through that on that Monday at 3.30. Our evening reception and registration uh, for LPRC Impact starts at 5 p.m. Uh, all this will be at the, right now, the UF Innovate Hub 
um, which is where our uh, six physical labs uh, exist. Um, and um, we also will have the tour. So we'll have tours all throughout the interior labs as well as the four square block uh, UF Safer Places lab environment outside. Um, so we're excited about tents, music, good food and beverages, great company all on that uh, Monday. You know, the, the second is really our big event kickoff um, at 8.30. We've got impact kickoff. We've got a founder celebration. Some of the founders of the LPRC from the 2000-2001 period will be here and participate with us, share their recollections. What was the vision then? Where, what has it brought us to now? And, uh, and then we'll talk a lot about where we headed uh, as far as curtailing theft, fraud, and violence to enable these enterprises uh, going forward. Uh, we've got a solution center experience that we'll do a few times here. And that's where you'll see all the tables, the booths set up um, in the uh, Ryan ballroom, because we've got two ballrooms there at the U University of Florida Rights Union, um, where we hold the overall LPRC uh, impact event. So um, you'll see everybody coming together there. A great lunch late on. We'll be going through the 31st National Retail Security Survey. Again, a reminder, uh, myself and Dr. Bart Weitz um, started the, the, that project and program, and uh, Dr. Hollinger joined us uh, way back when in that 1989-90 time period um, to form the first NRSS, or National Retail Security Survey. This is now going to be going on 31st year. Uh, Dr. Corey Lowe is heading up the team uh, he'll be speaking with a national uh, retail, excuse me, he'll be speaking with an NRF representative um, from the National Retail Federation, and they're going to be going through the latest study and talking about it uh, with some of the LP leaders, VPs that are on the uh, research committee for NRF. Um, we've got a couple of neat Lenovo panels on AI, one on day one, one on day two with some stellar uh innovation people from CBS and beyond. Um, so look forward to that with NVIDIA. Lenovo will be there, as we mentioned, um, Everseen and so forth. Some cutting edge technology discussions, but with a bent toward how do we now practically assess uh, and deploy some of these technologies, not just talk about them and think about them and, and so on, but really talk about how to engage. And these also will set up a pathway to LPRC Ignite coming up in the first quarter of 2023 in Gainesville, which is we're going to have a lot more to say about that later. So uh, a lot going on. We've got uh, more content than ever at Impact this year with all the learning lab breakouts uh, around theft, fraud and violence. We've gone about gone through those before. We'll talk about them again later. Um, but on day three, we'll also have uh, after everybody gets back from the evening before the Champions Club tailgating event, uh, we'll go through some more Yesterday, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the foundations of LP intelligence. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff online, how to find a lot of intel, counter intel that are out there about the retailers, uh, ways to find out what they're saying about us and how to use that. Uh, active shooter, early threat detection. We've got a great uh, group lineup on that. And the same thing with body-worn cameras, research and development. We've got two retailers experimenting. Uh, we're going to go through what we're going to be doing LPRC with a whole bunch of other retailers and Rila and others. So excited about what's going to be happening and coming up. There'll be that at Ballyhoo dinner that Wednesday evening for those that are in Gainesville and that would like to join us. It's kind of a uh, come one, come all, uh, some somewhat quasi-informal event. So um, let me do this. Let me turn this over now to Tony 
but just tell you how excited we are for the, the 2022 version of Impact. Tony? Thank you, Reed. And it sounds like an exciting impact and I'm actually looking forward to being there with all of you and uh, re-engaging again. It's good to be live and sounds like it's a re really good action-packed agenda. So congratulations to the team on the great work and, and let's go LPRC. But uh, this week, I want to focus on a new article that I just published this morning on the latest uh, 2022 holiday season retail forecast. Even though it's early fall, if you, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas in many of the stores that we go. In fact, um, Santa must be really anticipating a mad rush be, uh, and, and probably there will be limited supplies because a lot of chains are already having all their Christmas stuff out. Typically, this time of year, all the analysts publish their forecasts and the keywords that are bubbling up as I analyze all of them in uh, and I would consider this a cloudy forecast because of all the economic uncertainty. But the keywords are early inflation, recession, discounts and the continuing battle between physical and digital retail. And I do believe that timing of the economic cycle will potentially lead to more winners than losers uh, this holiday season. COVID-19 has moved uh, to the rearview mirror and has been replaced by financial headwinds. In fact, concerns related to COVID-19 have decreased significantly from 52% in 2021 to 16% this year, while the financial concern have surged to 153%. So here are some of the key stats uh, that were published uh, by many analysts uh, in terms of what's gonna happen this holiday season. Bain & Company forecast that retail holiday sales will increase 7.5% above the 10-year average of 5%. However, when you factor inflation, real growth will range between 1% and 3%, which is below the 10-year average. Total sales will reach $915 billion, with 72% taking place in physical stores. Individuals with income ranging from 50K to 100K plan to spend more, while higher income people are more reserved and have less confidence this holiday season in their shopping patterns. Uh, comparable growth, some of the headwinds include uh, comparable growth to the previous year, uh, which Bain reported had a 13% growth, uh, which was the highest in 30 years. Uh, the inter interest rates keep going up higher debt and the ongoing supply chain uh, challenges are the micro headwinds uh, that really continue, macroeconomic headwinds that continue. But on the other side, unemployment is only at 3.7% in August, wages grew 4.4% in the same month, in inflation is increasing nominal growth and cash in checkable de deposits are three, are nearly 4x pre-pandemic levels and they are the bright spot, so consumers have money. Similar holiday forecast for MasterCard, holiday sales excluding automotive are projected to grow 7.1% compared to their reported growth of 85%, 8.5% in 2021. E-commerce growth continues to accelerate, reaching 19% of total retail sales. MasterCard predicts that physical stores will increase their sales nearly 8%, uh, and in store, physical by, by shopping in store from January to August 
represented of 80% of total retail sales. So we like our physical stores. The sectors that will lead this holiday season are apparel and luxury, which will have 4.6% for apparel and 4.4% growth for luxury. And that's good news because those were hard hit during the pandemic. And higher interest rate, of course, continue to have a negative impact on the economy. Salesforce.com projects that online global holiday sales will remain flat, reaching $1.1 trillion worldwide with $265 billion in the U.S. Digital sales will continue to dwarf pre-pandemic levels. Um, Inflation will negatively impact uh, spending worldwide, while online prices grow 7% compared to 2021 and 15% compared to 2020, consumers' total online orders are going to drop 7% when compared to the 2021 holiday season. So we're going to be putting in few orders online because of all the economic uh, uh, headwinds. Uh, fully 10% of profits of retailers are at risk this year because of increased costs from suppliers, labor and transfer, uh, transportation, and and the and the outpace really the retailer's ability to actually catch up to those. Good news on sustainability: the majority will seek options. Majority of shoppers will seek options uh, this holiday season to do that. Salesforce reports that despite the preference, only 23% of brands promote and offer sustainable options in the shopping journey. Some other interesting stats uh, that are important as we get to the holiday season, 59% of consumers or nearly uh, 60% of consumers are stressed about the holiday spending because of inflation. Same survey indicated that shoppers plan to spend less on gifts this year. With 73%, they are watching their spending more closely in 2022. A CNBC poll indicated that more than half of consumers are either are somewhat very concerned about staying within their budgets, and 80% expect to be affected by inflation. 52% of respondents to this survey said they also, uh, it will be harder for them to afford the holiday gifts this year. Lots of indicators from surveys that consumers are shopping early. 77% said they purchase holiday gifts during Amazon Prime Day and other competing events offered to retailers in July. So we started shopping for Christmas gifts in July. This is the earliest that I've seen, but looking at what my wife is doing here in my home, we are indeed shopping very early for holiday gifts. Digital and loyalty will be just as critical. Only 4% of shoppers did not use digital channels. Last year, 61% of consumers joined a loyalty program to receive a discount during the 2021 holiday season. Discounting is expected to continue into the holiday season with 73% of retailers telling KPMG that stores will be more promotional and 21% stating that they plan to be more even more promotional. Uh, Even as retailers project a positive holiday season, 92% expect a recession in the near future, 81% expected to be a year or less, to prepare, 52% plan to cut uh, indirect uh, expenses and 42% will invest more in royalty, reduce direct expenses and inventory, 
56% expect to be stuck with excess inventory after the holidays. According to eMarketer, the 2022 holiday season outlook is solid, but retailers will need to adapt to a fundamental realignment to the shopping season. Two, two seasons of pandemic-driven holiday shopping will result in lasting changes to the holiday promotional calendar and reset consumer expectation around when we shop for the best deals. The 2022 holiday season will be longer and flatter with less concentration spending during the high cyber five-day period around Thanksgiving. As one of the analysts from Salesforce said, for retailers, 2022 is about playing the long game. Economic challenges and shifting consumer preference mean that that leading in the, that you need to lead with a data-driven strategy, and it will be critical to condition to really respond to what consumers are doing real time. And while we can't stop inflation, we can recession-proof our uh, our business by improving profitability and solving for operational efficiency. I bring that up because that's a lot what LPRC is focused on, is helping retailer with data-driven strategies and helping improve their operational efficiency. So in my view, summarizing the future of retail is going to include uh, strong brands delivering immersive consumer experience, which will be increasingly digitally influenced. This holiday season will severely test our execution in responding to the economic headwinds, headwinds. Um, winning retailers will focus on loyalty to engage consumers uh, for this and more prof and reach a more profitable retail holiday season as a result. So some good data ahead in terms of what's going to happen and for retailers to prepare. But one key message that I put actually in the headline: If you want to win this holiday season as a consumer shop early. And with that, let me turn it over to Tom. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Reed. Wanted to cover a couple things today, and I'm going to be brief. I am uh, traveling out and about, and uh, a lot is going on in the world today. But I wanted to start with, uh, you know, just the weather events occurring. So we are in hurricane season. Hurricane Ian is hitting Florida uh, right now uh, in, in, a, in a strong fashion. And thought it would be just a, a great time to remind folks about some of the weather apps that are out there that really can help you. I think uh, most, if not all, of the major news outlets have a weather formed app, which is good for information. But then, if you're really into uh, the detailed radar information, let's go through a couple of, of highly rated apps and apps that I use on a regular basis. Uh, to help kind of monitor what's going on. First and foremost, my favorite app is called My Radar. Uh, this is available on Android, iOS, and Windows, and it is uh, there's both a free ad-supported version uh, as well as a premium paid version, as well as a even higher premium paid version with some subscription models. And this is an app that not only does forecasting, really, really advanced radars, weather, storm tracking, live lightning traffic, and also has aviation layers available. So probably one of the more advanced apps out there, but also allows for anybody to really consume the data in real time on all three platforms, which is also something that makes it unique in the sense that when you get comfortable with the app, in some cases, I'm not sure that you need another app after that. The other, my other, uh, 
kind of favorite radar-based app is an app called Radar Scope. Radar Scope is a paid app. Uh, it is available on, excuse me, uh, iOS, so uh, iPhone and Windows. Uh, uh, much more radar-driven, a uh, little bit more sophisticated, less forecasts, more radar. Uh, in actuality, I think you can get almost all of the features in my radar uh my radar app, I think RadarScope has a couple of more high-end radar features. And going down the line in the radar world, there is an, an app called Radar Omega. Radar Omega is also available on Android, iOS, and Windows. Um, this is, a, a, again, a, a freemium app where most of the more advanced features require a subscription. This is probably the most advanced radar app that's available from, uh, for the public. It's as close to a professional radar app that I think that's available uh, out there and will definitely take some learning but does modeling and a whole bunch of other things. And then last but certainly not least, go to the basics of the Weather Channel, Fox Weather, CNN Weather. There are tons of information out there um, when we're in these weather events. I think if you're monitoring, monitoring emergency situations, all of these apps are useful. Um, if I had one to pick out of the group, I think my radar is the one that has the most well-rounded, professional, high-end features as well as basic features. You might not be a weather nerd. You might not be the person that wants to get super technical. I think Radar Pro covers both gamuts of that. Um, my Radar uh, covers both gamuts. My Radar Pro is the paid version. Uh, if you are a little bit more into it, I think Radar Omega really drives that modeling and, and forecasting at a very, very professional level. So thought it was uh, important to mention that. And then I, I think it's also important to mention that Twitter is a fantastic place to get live weather information where when you're thinking about all of the news reporters, all of the radar and weather buffs, as well as um, the major institutions, uh, as well as the major uh, press associations and the weather services all use Twitter. And so that is a place where if you spend a little bit of time, you can probably get just about everything you need around uh, weather in, in a place where and can, in a place that is singular and free. So I think it's something that I would definitely, definitely recommend. And then if you're specifically looking for hurricanes, there are uh, apps called Hurricane Tracker and Hurricane Tracker Pro. The thing about those apps is what I think you see will see is most of it is publicly available on the internet. This is just putting it all in one stop. So I think uh, that all of these things are helpful. But if you're looking uh, low cost app, my my radar pro and the or my radar my radar or my radar pro, and then Twitter as the alternative. Um, so hopefully everybody who's in these storms and in these hurricanes is staying safe. And hopefully these apps will help you if you're managing a SOC or an emergency situation with getting more real-time information. Switching gears just a little bit, I'm not going to spend as much time as I usually do on cybersecurity and risk this week, but wanted to talk about a couple stories out there. Uh, one is that uh, while this is not a new thing, uh, the Suffolk County uh, court system uh, suffered a ransomware attack uh, I would call this more of a cyber incident than just a typical ransomware attack, which led to leaking of personal court documents. Um, stuff I saw was almost all traffic related, but uh, you know this is a fairly wealthy county in, in the state of New York. I think has the highest paid police department in the country. A lot of information uh, out there. 
relatively locally spread information, but what it kind of calls to is the consistent challenge that cyber incidents and ransomware are taking on folks, uh, both in the private and public sector. Not going to spend a lot of time on it, um, but just thought it was pertinent. For those of uh, the folks on the podcast that use WhatsApp, I use WhatsApp uh, to do a lot of international conversations. WhatsApp has a zero-day vulnerability. Remember, we, we talk about zero days all the time. It's a vulnerability that wasn't known, um, that was in the code, uh, that allows uh, some malicious activity. Very simple thing here, like we always say, is patch and update regularly. Do not wait to put those updates in. I cannot stress that enough. If there's an update available, update the software. It is the quickest, easiest way to deal with these vulnerabilities. Um, a lot of larger companies have patch days where every a certain day of the week they do patches. A lot of times it's a Tuesday, patch Tuesday. But I think this is just another message of we continuously hear about zero-day vulnerabilities. And this isn't going away as we become more and more um, reliant on communication tools and, and software. And, you know, yes, I think we're at the point where we're pretty reliant. I think you'll, we will continue to see these things and the message will be continuing to use up, uh, the things out there with update, uh, updating and patching regularly um, and not waiting. Uh, big, big kind of made big news, interesting case. Morgan Stanley was fined millions of dollars for selling hard drives uh, full of PII. Uh, so this is one of those things that we, when we talk about when you're dealing with PII, uh, sounds like it, it's an obvious one, but could really happen. A lot of companies recycle and sell off their old equipment. And this um, came through and actually the SEC uh, did a post on Twitter about this and basically said they announced the, the, the fines or charges against Morgan Stanley's firm for what occurred. So just a reminder, is if you're destroying anything technology-related, make sure that you, you have a protocol or process in place to remove that data. And for everybody listening here in the security world, you know, if, if you're alleviating older video equipment, make sure there's a process to get rid of the video. Um, it, I think it, it's just a, a reminder here. I don't necessarily uh, have all of the details, but there were, was personal information on there, and I think that... Um, that I think this is just one of those stories to serve as a reminder for all of us that you know, when, we're, when we're dealing with customer data, personal information, that we need to be reminded that just do that double check. And then um, last, and I think, but certainly not least, and there will definitely be something I follow is there is really a highly dangerous um, uh, malware that's making the rounds all over the the world for the last couple of months, and malware is you know malicious software or code that's executed. Um, Erbium is the name of it. It targets stealing passwords and screenshots. So this is a, a really really interesting um, malware because it it takes kind of a new and old approach. So what it's you know predominantly financial stealing, so Bitcoin wallets, crypto wallets, but also credit card data. And while, why this is so um, interesting is because with password stealers and screenshots is it's not doing much from a code standpoint on your machine except for taking those very, very diff, uh, small bits of information and sending it. So one thing that you know, we talk about here on the show is you know, good password hygiene and using two-factor uh, authentication keys. Um, the thing with this that's very interesting is that 
you know, you're, it's getting all of the information that you're sharing. Uh, this is not a new phenomenon in malware. This is something that we've seen before, but this happens to be uh, making a lot of a lot more rounds, if you will, than we've seen recently. If if you want to make sure that you're not at risk, you know, is you know, <laughs> one thing is don't download illegal files. This is um, you know, in a lot of games and bots that are downloaded illegally, uh, it, it it is a real good idea to stay vigilant and have you know a common uh, and real uh, antivirus software. What do I mean by that? Is make sure it's one of the major players. Keep updating that software. Keep running it. I think there has been a rash of people saying if you have, um, excuse me, if you have uh, fully patched computers that there isn't a need anymore for antivirus software. I think that's inaccurate. I think fully patched computers are a necessity today, but antivirus software looks for strings and software keys that have been seen before. So if you aren't checking daily, I would do that. If you have kids in the house that are using a computer and could potentially be downloading illegal or pirated software, I would absolutely look at this because it is it is uh, for sure looking for information. This is predominantly malware targeted within games. So I think that's important today, but just a a really, really prolific and uh, massive attack that's occurring. So stay safe and and patch, make sure you have antivirus software. Uh, But again, I would, it, it, it reminds me to, when we talk about uh, children on our computers, why we say so much not to cross over your work and your home computer and to have conversations with your kids. And when I say downloading illegal software, I think it's important to note that your child um, could be doing nothing nefarious, uh, not downloading something they shouldn't be. And a friend could be saying, hey, I've got this software. Here, take it, um, use it. Or going over the house and saying, let's play together. Um, I have children uh, that are of the computer age and I'm constantly reminding them. And uh, just a few weeks ago, we had a sleepover um, and one of my computers is not, locked down for children. It's just kind of open and clear. And my son's friend went on and downloaded a whole bunch of things. And while they weren't um, nefarious or illegal, they were things that I would normally not want on the computer. And it reminded me of this story when I, when I went out and did it. If you're like me and you're in the technology space, you might have three or four machines at your house. Your kids highly likely have to have a machine or a PC that they're using for school. And it only takes a few seconds for this to occur. And this is a perfect example of my son knowing what he could and couldn't do and said, hey, I thought it was fine. He told me, but the key is it could have very easily been um, or or could very easily infect this computer with malware based on what occurs. So it's a stark kind of reminder for folks of why it's so important to keep your personal computer and work computers separate and also what could really occur in the real world. And with that, I will turn it over to Tony and Reed. All right, well, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much, Tony, for all that great information. And um, I just wanna say thank you to Diego for the production of this uh, crime science episode in our series and to each and every one of you all for listening and tuning in. And, you know, God willing, here we go, uh, 2022 LPRC Impact, Monday, October 3rd, through the 5th here in Gainesville, Florida. Um, Let's hope that this thing goes and goes well. Uh, Right now, we're full steam ahead. So stay in touch and stay safe. Thanks, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more Crime Science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council. 